We're in it together, trusting the process, showing up for it all. And here's where we let it land. Welcome to another episode of Let It Land. I'm your host, Kat Inakai. Are you feeling burnt out? Well, it's no wonder you are. Because today's podcast release date is June 23rd, 2020, making it 101 days since March 13th, the start of lockdown for many families during the COVID-19 global pandemic. Today's guest is a wellness professional who is featured in Rolling Stone magazine and by Dr. Mark Hyman. And she has some insight and tips for you about this stress. But there's a catch. I had the opportunity to talk to her at the beginning of lockdown about why we might be starting to feel quarantine stress. So listening to her advice weeks later gives us perfect 2020 hindsight as to why our mental and physical health needs some extra attention right now. But before I introduce you to our guest, I want to take a minute to remind you that Let It Land is now wherever your favorite podcasts are available here at Anchor, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple. So take a minute now and follow, subscribe, add us to your queue so you don't miss an episode. And I'd love for you to leave a comment, rating, or voice message, letting me know what you want to talk about so we can let it land together. And now I can't wait to introduce you to Dr. Shalini Bat functional medicine practitioner, a chiropractor, and an acupuncture provider, as well as the founder of The Movement Boutique, where I've gone for a variety of therapies to manage pain and increase my mobility as a disabled mom with multiple autoimmune diseases. And now, over the next half hour, Shalini is going to be giving us tips on what we should be doing in quarantine and beyond as the world opens up during COVID-19. Hi, Shal. How are you? Hey, Kat. I'm great. How are you? I am good. I'm in my closet at the moment because I have to hide from the children. Um, we're still- <laughs> when we look back on these podcasts, everyone's going to be like, what is she talking about? But Or maybe they won't because COVID has been such a huge thing in our lives and we have to do really weird things in order to get privacy when you're sharing space during like self-isolation and quarantine, right? (laughs) So much. One of the, um, one of our clients who did a virtual studio workout with us wrote in yesterday. She's like, I was trying to do it from my bathroom (laughs) where I had privacy and space. So I understand. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that, um, that I'm struggling with. And I'm sure like you guys just moved your services from like your amazing space to to like the virtual world as well, right? Functional medicine was always um, virtual. So that was good. Our functional health coaching and functional medicine. But yeah, I mean, these last two weeks, it's been like, oh my goodness, flex to virtual. So we offered, I mean, literally that first day when everything was kind of chaos, I'm like, all right, we're going to virtual right now. Like, let's launch some free studio stuff and just keep the community going because I just wanted to keep it high vibe off the start instead of people being like, oh, my place is gone and my people are gone. And just so I was like, all right, let's get these out. Did some janky like YouTube lives um, for two weeks and people were loving it so much that I'm like, all right, I was scrambling to try to bring this studio online so people could do these workouts and we just launched on Monday and it's been Monday. so 
Awesome. And it's actually funny. I know we're going to talk about COVID and all this time. And I have to say, I've wanted to do a virtual studio for the longest time. And in a weird blessing kind of way, it just made me quickly be like, all right, that's the priority. Here we go. Virtual studio done. And so I think we'll keep it going because it's been really positive. You know, there's a lot of a lot of this going on. There's a lot of like silver lining um, stuff that people are seeing. I know I'm seeing it because same deal. Like I wanted to get a podcast off the ground for almost a year. And it's it was actually like isolation and just knowing that I would never, you know, like this is it. This is a great opportunity. What am I waiting for? So I think a lot of people have that outlook right now. I'm I'm hoping that people are able to find or connect with that outlook. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think with every single thing in life, no matter what is handed to you, there's always, you know, you can flip the script on it, right? Like no matter what it is and look like put those positive glasses on like what's showing through these positive glasses rather than putting those negative glasses on. We all get the moments, trust me. But I think one of the things people are like, how are you so calm? And how are you so, I'm like, first of all, do you know me? That's just my disposition. But um, I feel like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm like, yeah, I wanted to do a virtual studio. And here it is in my face, this opportunity that who knows how long I would have pushed that off for. And we have a 50% American audience. And they were always asking me, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? And Like now we suddenly get to connect with way more people and bring the TMB community to so many more people in so many more homes affecting change in so many more people's lives. So, um, you know, I can, I, I really, truly sometimes really think it's important to focus on the positive because the negative spiral is quick and sinking. Yeah, it's, it's very, very true. Um, so tell me a little bit like, okay, I'm a big fan of, I end of like, the chiropractic work that you guys do, the, the fascia release, the everything that you guys do. But how do you take stuff like that and make it virtual? So that's such a good question because so for people listening, we don't crack bones in the way you would think of chiropractic being a five-minute visit where you're lying on a table, crack, 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 see you later type of a thing. Um, we work with fascia. We do soft tissue therapy. Um, and we do acupuncture, like Kat said. And because our lens also encompasses Pilates and core work and core exercise rehab and different things, there's always been an element of teaching the patient some movements. And then on top of that, you know, I always can't access care to my girls because they're busy or booked or whatever. So over the years, I've had to figure out how to treat myself without hands, right? Like I can't take my own hands off my body and treat myself, although I would really like that. Uh, So I've had to use different (laughs) tools and movements to, you know, release different things if I'm tight or sore or achy or have something going on. So what we basically took was the premise of how we treat and put it into the way that I kind of would treat myself, for example. So we start with mobility work and we work on fascial sleeves with, which run all over the body. So sometimes you're, you know, we might start the call and someone's like, Oh, I'm having a bit of a, you know, like my upper neck's a little bit tight, kind of giving me a little bit of a tension headache, but like a mild one. And then, Oh, also like my ankle or my heel is bothering me. We're like, Oh, okay. And then we look at the fascial sleeve that connects, you know, the heel and the top of the head. So let's start with mobilizing that link, for example, and then let's take it into some acupressure points. So showing the client 
which acupressure points they want to press. Then using a cork ball or a trigger point release ball, like even a tennis ball to show them which trigger points to release. And we're constantly looking at it. And I just did a visit right before we're doing this podcast. And it was one of my clients first visits virtually with me. And he was like, Oh my God, I feel so much better. And you didn't even touch me. And he's like, I can't believe like that I could do this. Right. However, in our session, I was like, move your foot a tiny bit like this, move your pelvis a little bit like that. And he's like, Oh, that's where to feel it. Right. So like you have like being able to have that virtual where we can still see the client and we can still adjust them through our eyes. Like we might not be touching with our hands, but the way you're teaching someone how to do a movement, as you very well know, putting the tiniest, we are technique nerds, we are biomechanical nerds. Um, We're like, oh, you got to just move it a little bit like this, a little bit like that. And it will make all the difference in the world for that person and that treatment. So it is possible. And we are taking that virtual. I think right now there's a big headspace around people being like, this is going to be over soon. I'll just come back in. I'll pop in next week when this is all over. And I mean, I don't see it going away ASAP by any means. So I'm kind of like, hey guys, it's kind of new normal. So like, let's get these visits in now. Because I think in the first week or two, we were all kind of adrenaline and cortisol were rushing and it was kind of keeping us feeling feeling good in a sense of like our body's issues were kind of put to the side while we were trying to be in survival mode, like getting the food, staying in quarantine, keeping busy, homeschooling the kids, like whatever we had going on, not killing our partners, all that kind of stuff, um, being in confined <laughs> spaces. And, you know, all of a sudden that starts to drop when we're week two, week three being like, oh, this is going to keep going. And those hormones, those adrenaline and cortisol will drop. And that's when the body will be like, oh, those protective hormones, which they're not protective for a long time, but they do serve a purpose in the short term. And then they drop and the body's aches and pains start coming back. And people are like, oh, wait, okay, these are back. I need to deal with these. I need to address these. So that's the time that I think now people are kind of like, yeah, I'm ready for my virtual visit you know, with new normal and new reality. I I think honestly as well, just because, you know, I I love what you're doing because it's also something that it gives, I know this sounds strange, but it's like, you can also give you a sense of control over what the situation is and, and like, or not, okay, let's not use the word control. Let's use the word empowerment or connection to your body. But only because I know that, um, as you were saying, oh, you had a a virtual check-in before this podcast, I know I had a virtual meeting with my doctor, my my general practitioner, um, last week, and it was it, it was so weird. Like I I wish that I could have seen her face to face. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or I wish that there would have been something that I could actually physically do. But what we ended up talking about was a lot of stuff that we couldn't do. And I think that it's so great to be able to have conversation you know, conversations around health where it's about what we can do right now for Mm -hmm. ourselves that provides relief and that is sustainable. Because of course, what you're doing, you know, with each visit is you're also saying, okay, you can build on this, like you can keep doing this. It's not something that I have to do for you just right now in the window of this video or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Which is great for you guys because that is, it's your teaching skills. Um, and the more you come back and the more you have those appointments, um, the, the more empowering it is and the more like in touch with your health that you can get. 
um, at least from my experience, <laughs> like, honestly, like, you know, like you guys, I, I like would have lived at your place. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, funny. um, but yeah, like it's, it is definitely, you hit the nail on the head with the whole, um, with the, with the, you know, oh, this isn't forever. And then slowly all those things draining. Yeah. Um, I've totally been feeling that I've been feeling the drain of the cortisol of the, of yeah. the adrenaline. I'm exhausted. I'm like so exhausted yeah. and kind of like spaced out right now. And just like, I mean, in, in, in terms of mental health, I'm okay, but like, um, it's, it's really weird. Like at the beginning of the day, I'll feel like, okay, I think this is doable by the end of the day, by the, actually it's by two in the afternoon. I'm like, what is even happening? Who am I? I just want to put my pajamas back on and go to bed. And is that the kind of like adrenaline, like wearing off thing that you're finding is kind of common now with a lot of the people that you're talking to? Yeah, I think we're, you know, in this forced fight or flight. And I think for the general population, I think it kind of had a weaning period. I know for myself, I woke up Saturday morning and which was a few days ago. What day are we? So it was a few days ago. And I, what day are we? Yeah. well, just for people <laughs> listening, because it won't be the same day. Uh, so like I woke up and I was exhausted. Like, I just was like, what is this zombie land? And I was like, I felt, I felt burnt out. And I was like, how are you burnt? I mean, I was building a virtual studio and like turning my entire business online from what like, so I was busy. I, I didn't chill the first two weeks, but, um, I just was like, of course I would get burnt out. Like when it's meant to be your home, you're chilling, you know? Um, I mean, it's not that we're chilling, but we are home and, you know, trying to juggle so many things, but you know, I really did hit a phase of burnout. So I can relate to what you're saying. Then, you know, we just got to, I think we're not honoring that because we're at home, because we can sit on a couch with our laptop, because we're technically not doing the things that we did previous, which were, you know, in our own mind demanding. But now this is just a different version of demanding. And we haven't defined that in our head yet. That's very, very true. And you, you it's also true that, you know, a lot of people having not worked virtually, that space, that safe space where they are able to kind of replenish it's kind of gone. I mean, not to sound <laughs> dire, but it is, right? Like it's gone. They have to, we're reshuffling the context of our environments all the time. And which is why I'm in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, you know, it's, I mean, I used to, for in the, for example, go downstairs after I had my own breakfast routine and my own like stretching routine um, as self-care when the kids were at school and now they're there and that's just not possible to do uh, in the same way. I'm sure we'll find a balance, mm -hmm. but, and like you said, you know, um, you're uh, one of your clients who was doing her, her, her virtual studio work in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Definitely that like just you know, finding that new normal is, has been very, very, it's, it's, it's a process. It's a process. It's not like, oh, we're going to flip a switch and this is it. And it's going to be fine. It's a process. Yeah. Um, I think we don't have, have the same, um, physical boundaries that we had in terms of which areas of our house meant what to us, because now it's kind of like, this is where we work. This is where we sleep. This is where we chill. This is where we eat. This is where, like, it's, everything to you right and so where certain areas in your home might have been dedicated or catered to 
just going to the washroom and showering, you know, now is suddenly a workout gym. So it's, I think it's still important that, you know, people try to create a dedicated workspace, even the, you know, you know, posture and fascia person in me by a proper biomechanics person wants to really say to people, Hey, make sure you're creating a proper desk space and a desk zone and like, or like an area, at least like this is where I work and this is where I don't work so that it's not this like all over everybody stepping on everybody kind of a thing. And, um, just going everywhere at all times, you know, like even you in the morning could be like this, part of my bedroom right here is where I'm doing my stretching from 10 to 10 30 or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Like where we are now kind of redefining our home space. Cause we certainly, you know, I think need to <laughs> redefine that with new normal. A lot of people are still trying to kind of, um, compartmentalize their lives from each other and, you know, be that person that, that they are not around the kids, except at this point, you know, with the whole family. Like I know for myself, I have work cat and I have podcast cat and I have, (laughs) which sounds funny, but it's just like certain ways, certain ways that I act. And then with, you know, different people in our bubbles, so to speak, it's really, really hard to kind of feel, to actually breathe deeply and connect with any of that self um, because you feel like you're in a role. I feel like, you know, I would love, I'd love to know, are you guys going to be doing stuff for, for kids online um, as well? Or just like, or for family concepts, like family workouts and things like that? Just because I know it would be really, it's hard for me to take my kids like, and put them, put them in the closet. (laughs) I don't know. But like, I just, I would love to, I know I'd love to like do one of, uh, one of your online things. And then, and I'm wondering if my kids might be able to kind of join in or if we're doing a virtual consult, you know, do something for the family so that they understand or they can see that this is, that this is a new normal, that this is health and this is self-care. Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of photos of families doing my work, our workouts together. Um, a couple of friends of mine have been taking photos and their kids are joining. And I mean, Shelly was doing it, Dr. Shelly, with her toddler. She was just like jumping over her, yeah. like walking around. And that was cool. But the older kids, like, you know, eight and onwards kind of like, you know, do it and they're mimicking it. They're not doing it, you know, completely technically, but they're definitely um, doing it. People have snapped photos and sent it to me. So our workouts are you know, there's no reason why they can't join. But in terms of um, family workouts and kids content, uh, definitely Shelly and I, Shelly's kind of the pediatric functional medicine arm for us. And, um, you know, I think that's a good next kind of content level for us to to get at because there's all this um, family uh, unit, <laughs> uh, all this need for family unit mm-hmm. content for sure. We're just going to take a break for a minute so I can remind you to follow us on Instagram at Let It Land Podcast and to subscribe, follow, and add us to your queue wherever you're listening. I'd love your comments, feedback, and voice messages too. So let me know what you think. Okay, let's get back to Dr. Bat. I've been really wanting to pull the trigger coming back and doing some more functional medicine with you guys. Um, And I'm just curious, are you guys still doing like in terms of um, testing and stuff like that, where you do the Dutch tests and stuff 
like that. Are you still offering those services or is it more, or is it more guidance at this time? Our testing kits are all, have always been mailable. So we can mail them directly to people's doorsteps. They do them in the comfort of their own home. They send it back to the lab. We can drop ship supplements straight to people's doors. They open the door, they're right there. So every service aspect, you know, has always been able to be virtual for functional health coaching and for functional medicine. I didn't want to necessarily like compare, you know, draw a line in between, you know, functional medicine and and traditional medicine, but it is just interesting in terms of how easily something goes virtual. Um, I know um, for me, they really wanted me to do some blood work um, because (laughs) I was writing about this. Um, Talk about hormones going crazy as soon as my body, which you you already know this, I have um, dysautonomia. So I have already some issues going on with my autonomic nervous system, which for listeners is also that sympathetic, parasympathetic, that fight, flight, or or fawn or whatever the heck you want to call it. But that, that system um, is kind of haywire for me. Um, so uh, my hormones are going absolutely nuts. So I, I, I'm talking to my doctor and she's like, well, with this whole COVID protocol in place, we have to, we're worried because I'm high risk for other autoimmune stuff. You know, you know, we need to get you some blood work, but it's this whole thing of how do we get you to the lab Um, you know what I mean? Like all of this stuff. And it's really interesting because I know that, um, I know that with, with you guys, I, I, I literally, I, I have been able to mail stuff in, in the past. I just didn't realize that you were able to do it still. It's just really interesting how mobile everything has become in terms of all your services, which is just so great versus uh, a lot of like, there's a lot of stress I'm finding around some of the more traditional, um, medical approaches. Doesn't the lab do mobile phlebotomy? One of the labs is, um, is offering it, but I believe they're only offering it to, um, to certain, there's like a a certain, certain qualifications that you have to meet. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't know whether or not I would qualify or not, but they were saying that they really wanted me to come in for certain things. Um, and it's just, it's just interesting because Here's the thing too, right? Where as a patient, you're, when you're told to kind of stay home and you're high risk, the fear then becomes leaving the house, mm-hmm. which, which, right? Which is, I mean, and it's great that everything's going virtual, but let, you know, let's talk to this point, the mental health aspect of being home and not leaving the house or of trying to, um, trying to stay stimulated enough as if you had left the house so you don't start, you know, introverting to a point of shutting down. That is, that's a very fine balance, right? Like that's, that's for me anyways. Um, is there any advice that you have in terms of, of finding that balance or, or keeping that, especially as we continue on our health journeys at home? Yeah. So to stay stimulated, we want to, you're talking about our dopamine response and our reward neurotransmitter and making sure we're still lighting that up. And I think one of the most important things that we're forgetting as our day just becomes wake up at home, go to bed at home is the importance of putting in some type of routine or schedule. So even saying, okay, from eight to 10 is this, 
Then from 10 to 1030, I'm going to go sit outside on my porch, or I'm going to go sit in my backyard or some type of um, breaking up the environment. And then from you know, 11 to whatever, I'm going to do this, then 12 to 1230 is going to be lunch. And then like trying to create that system and that schedule. Because the other thing that tends to happen when we're home all day, and to your point, activating the inner introvert, is that it becomes one long day. And the other thing, when we turn it into one long, never ending thing, we tend to skip meal times as what they would normally be. So in our everyday, it's like wake up, do whatever, have some breakfast, go to work, have some lunch at 12 noon, 1230, whatever, do some more things, maybe have a snack, have some dinner, go to bed. So like our circadian, even digestive clock is set to be, you know, uh, let's say, for example, 8.30, 12.30, 5.30 for your meals or something, right? And then now with this, it's like, it's like changed all over the place with that. That's also going to change your activities all over the place. And some people are like skipping the actual meal thing and just like graze snacking all day from snack to snack. And that lack of routine, that lack of scheduling, the lack of meal prepping and creating meal times um, can sneak in an effect that reward neurotransmitter. So I think outside time is crucial. Even if you're like, quote unquote, stuck in your home, your backyard or your porch or something like getting fresh air and creating outdoor time. If you're somebody who has issues sleeping, then getting that 12 noon sun on your head is crucial because that is that signal from the light at the top of our head starts actually the production of starting our serotonin, which turns into melatonin. Our serotonin is our feel-good hormone. And then serotonin starts turning into melatonin, which is what helps us go to sleep and fall asleep adequately in the evening time. So even just light training is very important um, and getting that outdoor time. If you're not in hardcore quarantine and you can go for an actual walk, I think that's essential. Like every single day going for a walk, socially distancing and all the rest, whatever, but like actually going for a walk. If you can take that walk in nature, bonus points, extras, but even that can be part of the highlight of the day, right? Like getting that outdoor time in. But if it's not scheduled in to your point, it can just kind of become that burrowing hole of like, I'm just going to you know, lie here in a ball and let the day go by. You know, that's the one thing I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of grateful for having the kids at home and for being a mom because they have this wonderful little, uh, you know, rhythm to their lives where they wake up early and they do, they at least for, for myself, or it's so easy to kind of like spiral out and, um, and just get lost in with, with time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's wonderful to have that grounding of, oh, I'm going to make them breakfast. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's time for their lunch. It's time for their snack. It's time for their outdoor play. Um, you know, and generally when they have their outdoor play, I will take some time to myself and sit out on the deck or I will open all the windows in the house or go outside. You know what I mean? Just something, just something um, to make sure that I'm doing the same thing. Um but it, it is, um, it's definitely, it is definitely, I love what you're talking about in terms of just having that routine. Kids are such a good example for us because 
kids wake up at the same time. They go to bed at the same time. They're like, mom, I'm hungry at exactly breakfast. They're hungry at exactly lunch. They're hu- I'm talking about physiological hunger, not when they're asking for some kind of like treat or whatever, but I'm saying like, you know, for the most part, and kids will say like, I want to go outside. I want to play. I want to like, they'll voice all of those things that we as adults should also make time for and do and be scheduled about, except we have higher reasoning and feelings in that we're like, I don't want to, or like, I could do this or, you know, but kids really, really are a true good example of that. Aside from having a routine, which I, I really love that advice. Um, and, you know, getting outside, moving our bodies, um, and checking in, with our, you know, with maybe, maybe doing like an online, uh, funk med kind of consult or something like that with you in order to get, um, in tune with our health. What, what else do you suggest? What, what is your personal like strategy right now for kind of dealing with the uncertainty or the unknown I don't worry about the things I can't control because I can't control them. So I can keep ruminating and keep thinking about them and the what ifs and the what's going to happen and how long is this going to be. And it's going to be 0% useful. I'm a very, very pragmatic person. I'm also like, you know, I don't want to spend energy on stuff that's useless. I really want to put it to good use. So what I'm personally doing in this time is like day by day. What needs to move the needle forward for me today, for my team, for my business, you know, for my own health? Those are the like three things. Okay, what am I doing for that? Is it scheduled in? Do I have it? Great. Done. Next day. Here we go. You know, because if I look a month from now, nobody even knows what next week is going to be, let alone next month. So why are we like going there? You know, like I just... We don't know. And and these are things we actually can't control. We can't control if they're going to tell us to stay in our houses or the bands lifted or all this stuff. Like we actually don't know. And I think a lot of people are doing themselves a detriment by keeping the news on all day long in the background. Like that's not going to help you in any way, shape or form. I call it microdosing. Go into the news, microdose, get the main points you need, done, close, end of story. Because going over it and over it and realizing it, you're more helpless. And there's not much that we can on a personal level other than do the things that we can. What are we going to do? As soon as you were, as you were saying that, something went off in my head because I'm really trying to learn. I do a lot of meditation. And uh, I find that I I really do program myself. I'm telling my brain what and how to kind of shift with these messages that I'm I'm giving myself, these positive messages or you know these messages of compassion and if I have the news on all the time, then I'm programming myself with that fear. I'm yeah. telling myself yeah. that this is this is the bubble, this is your parameter and this is the message. And I just went off like ding, ding, ding. That's why I get so, I get so like squirrely after I listen to the news for more than like two minutes. We went from human doings and now we're back into being human beings and we forget how to be. We were very much doers and now we're asked to just be and we're like, sorry, what? But what do I do? And we're like, no, just be. 
And we are so out of touch with actually just being. So I think that's where everyone's getting squirrely and uncomfortable because they're like, well, what do I do about it? Just, just be. That is resonating very, very deeply with me where it's about like giving up even just that, that need of traditionally achieving things constantly in order to define ourselves. You know, it's not, that's not our value. That's not how we need to be valuing ourselves. We just need to breathe. I'm going to ask one more question and then we'll, we'll do some takeaway, but I just wonder, do you have, it can be, I know it's probably super healthy and awesome. And there's, I'm going to bet there's turmeric in it. That's what I'm going to bet. But is there, (laughs) is there a favorite comfort recipe or something that you have, uh, whether it's a bevy, a beverage, nice warm beverage, or some kind of snack? Is there something that you are gravitating to that you absolutely love and that you think people would benefit from? Oh, that's such a good question. Right? Um, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Like soup is one of my favorite things. Like whether it's from, and I think it's one of the most underrated, like first of all, it's cheap. Second of all, it's so easy to make and you can put so many nutrients in it. So I really love making soup. I really find it comforting from a broth, kind of a base soup to like a butternut squash curried soup. Um, That's another one of my faves. And yes, that would have turmeric in it. Um, But that's very that's very comforting to me. I put it in a mug, I sit down and, and have it with a spoon out of a mug. Like that's, that's probably my go-to, I'd say comfort, um, kind of thing for sure. Or even like a cup of bone broth, like for whatever the, I'm not like a super sweet person. So I really like the comforting, like saltiness, I guess, of soup. I've been making a ton of soup as well. So I'm feeling you. And as soon as you said that, I was like, I had the biggest smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So here's, Here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to think about our takeaway here because we've got soup. <laughs> we've got, um, we've got, I love the, the just focus on being, being a human being and not a human doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the get outside, establish a routine. Um, yeah. And just. Think of this time you know, as a gift. Like somehow think of this time. Like I've heard so many people like, um, you know, oh, I've been putting off this little decorating project in my house and now I'm able to do it. Or like things that we, for example, me, I launched a virtual studio, which has kind of been like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that someday. Like try and find the little gifts that you've been given in this time. And remember, even though I was saying like, you know, I'm trying not to think of a week from now, a month from now, remember this actually won't be forever. And that you'll look back and we all will look back. And remember this time for, you know, the little gifts that it might have brought. Like I'm talking hindsight, like when we look later on, right? Before this whole scenario, I mean, well, I have always valued time number one. My time has always been my number one value. And so right now, I would say before this all happened, I don't have enough time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And now suddenly we have all this time. So I would really ask anybody listening to this is like, what's the thing coming up now? Like if it was like, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time and things were getting put off. What is now the thing coming up that's stopping you from doing whatever? Because time is sort of an illusion these days. The the, the thing that's popping up in the place of that time excuse is something that we all know so well. (laughs) We really do. 
Shalini, I really loved having you um, here with me, here in here in quotation marks with me in my closet. I just, all of your wisdom is always so welcome and I cannot wait to check out your virtual studio. Thank you for giving more opportunities for us to connect in this time. So, and thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know I really found myself actively remembering what I was struggling with then, what I tried to implement to preserve my health, and what fell to the wayside as the world shifted even more over the last weeks. It's a cue to go back to those great suggestions to keep burnout away. And you can learn more from Dr. Bat and her team on Instagram by following The Movement Boutique and Dr. Shalini Bat and learning more about their virtual offerings at themovementboutique.ca forward slash virtual dash studio. Of course, we'll leave those for you in the notes. And of course, follow us at Let It Land Podcast on Instagram. Until next episode, keep listening. I'm your host, Kat Inakai, letting it land.